You're listening to the Mess and Mercy podcast with Katie Sanders, where you'll be inspired to grow in your walk with Jesus and live out your God-purpose life by faith and obedience. Now, here's your host, Katie Sanders. Good morning, everybody. Um, I think it is time for the Wolf Gospel. Um, I didn't, I, I couldn't sleep last night. And I got up and I, you see, I have hives and I don't think the Lord is going to let me rest until we talk about the wolf gospel. So that's, that's what we're doing this morning. Um, once upon a time, there was a mother who had a lot of children. And she tried to come up with creative ways to teach them the Bible. The mother laid some coins out on the table like this and asked some questions. We got a quarter, a nickel, a penny, and a dime. And they are ordered from the biggest coin to the smallest coin. And she asked those kids at that table which one was worth more money. And they said the quarter. And she said, okay, which one's next? And they said the nickel. And I said, okay, which one's next? And they said the penny and then the dime. This is how they ordered those coins. And I had to explain to them that just because it was bigger or looked bigger did not necessarily mean it was worth more. The story of the wolves hangs in my living room. And I'll ask my kids often, hey, what wolf is that? Because there was this Cherokee man and he was talking to this little boy and he said there is a terrible fight going on with, within me. I've got these two wolves that live inside of me and they are constantly at war. And he said that one wolf is the evil wolf and he is full of things like anger and envy, sorrow, greed, resentment, inferiority, superiority. But then there's this good wolf. And the good wolf is filled with love and hope and compassion, benevolence, patience, all of those good things. And the little boy asked this Cherokee man, he said, which wolf wins? And the guy says, the one you feed wins. I, <laughs> my sisters talked some about us, um, joining a Kairos team and we're going to be going into um, the prison and doing some ministry there and I had an opportunity to um, deliver a message on the church and I thought gosh of all people of all talks of all things I could speak on 
I, I get the church. Thanks, Lord. Um, and it was hard. Like, I've got a so much testimony. It's like, okay, which one do I want to to plug in right here? And I took all the things that I had gone through and experienced and manipulated them and tried to fix them into this box and did force a box. And then I got on my way to go and, um, and give the talk amongst peers. And the Lord was like, could you just tell the truth? And I was like, well, Lord, that's not what the paper says. Like, that's, there are rules, and I want to follow the rules. That's not what the paper says. And he said, tell the truth. And so that's what I did. Um, I was half an hour late because I was on the side of the road, scratching through my notes to tell the truth. When it comes to sin and lifestyle and people's choices, um, I don't think anybody says it better than Paul in Romans in chapter 7. You know, the greatest evangelist of all time, Paul gets frustrated and just pours it out. He's like, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And this is messed up. This is not the plan. Like, I'm back in my old ways. I've tried to turn from this. It's not working. But there's a lot more do's in there. He's like, the things I want to do, I do. The things I don't want to do, I do not do. And I'm like, gosh, what did I just read? But when you break it down, Paul is saying... Why can't I get this right? Why can't I follow the rules? God, you rescued me. You came. You saved me. I want to do the right thing. I want to get all of this right. Why am I doing this stuff? And Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, But yet there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We make the mistake of thinking that any of those things that the bad wolf carries along inside of us are weighted like adultery weighs more than gossip. Sin is not weighted like this. Mistakes are not weighted like this. And I understand that there are piles of things in the Bible, both Old and New Testament, that says things that you should not do. And you shouldn't. That's the truth. But it, what we don't understand is we are all laid equal at Calvary. 
at the place of the cross, there are none who need saving just a little. There are none that need saving just a pinch. Just because you stayed married to the same man for 82 years, well, that is great. I Like, yes, I think those couples are the best. It's not going to get them into heaven. Your ability to quit talking about people and pointing fingers is not going to get you into heaven. There are piles and piles and piles and piles of rules. And I understand that. But I cast no judgment because I am in no place to. I, I cannot, like, how I feel about what somebody is doing is my emotional interpretation of the word of God. In Romans chapter 6, it says, what then? Are we to sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one to whom you obey? Either one slaves, either one of sin, which lead to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and have been set free from sin and have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking to you in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you were presented yourself, your members to, let's start, right. for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present yourself to members as slaves to the righteousness leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time? For the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now you have been set free from sin and become slaves of God. The fruit that get the fruit that you get leads to sanctification and it's in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. No. The gospel is not an opportunity for us to do whatever we want to do. Our fruit leads to sanctification. Our fruit leads to growth. The things that God trusts us with, the things that he hands over to us, that we experience, that we go through, that we walk through, those things are to lead us to a higher place. That is sanctification. It is spiritual growth through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that. I believe that that's how God intended it. And I've seen, I have had that happen in my own life. I'm like, gosh, why did I do that? 
why did I say that? What was that that just fell out of my mouth? Which personality was that? Who told you you could say that? But in regard to the war, in regard to the wolf gospel, if we are principled, studious Christians that uphold the biblical standard and we are casting out our sin stick and quartering folks to death with the sin that they are living in, what then of this? The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each have received a gift, use it to serve one another as stewards of God's varied grace. Who speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You want to talk about quarters? Above all, more important than anything, love one another. I struggled to give a church talk because I was greatly hurt by the churchiest people. It doesn't mean I get it all right. It took us a long place to find somewhere that, that we belonged. But I came to realize that churches are a community of commitments. And it is not aggregated, concrete buildings that we sit in on Sundays. It was not the church that hurt me. It was the concrete. It was a congregation of saved sinners that were losing the battle with their wolf. And I've lost that battle more than I care to count on the backside of my salvation. But through my sanctification process, I have tried to grow from it. But no human being can tame the tongue. 
It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord, our Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing my brothers. These things ought not be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. We are called to love people over anything else. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think that love is the greatest commandment because it is the hardest. We don't get it. We work off of systems. We call things by a name. We want to identify with something. We want to know if we're doing good or bad, how our, how our progress is coming. Are we improving? Do we need to do something else? Is there something I need to change? Oh gosh, are they watching me? Um, ugh. What can I fix? How can I make those people like me? What do I say to them? What do I do with my hands? I don't know. I've given up. If y'all see me in public, I'm not trying to be unapproachable or mean. I just don't know what to say to you. So I sit in my chair at rest thinking, oh, Lord, be with me. I'm not grumpy. I'm just awkward. And I don't know how to fix it. I've tried. And I failed. And so I, I quit trying. We cannot get it right. I, I landed <laughs> with the church talk because I made the comment that the church was my mission. It's the burden on my heart is church people, not church community, not church commitments, church concrete, because I sat behind those concrete walls and did all of the things and read the Bible and said the prayers. I had been baptized. I had walked the aisle probably more than once if we're, if we're, let's just be honest. And I was lost. And I didn't know it. I did not know. I was lost. How does that happen? How do you think that you know God and you don't? It is religion. It is religion. Too, but I don't know where I stuck it. But there is a scripture that says, don't get tied up in what to do or how to do it or because these things, these things are not the important things. It is the posture of our heart the condition of our heart i have tried to walk through all of the right things the rules 
and may have even done okay for a little while, but I always failed myself because true change can, only God can make a way. It is through the power of God's grace and Holy Spirit living with us, inside us, that we can change our habits for good because he changes our hearts first. When we continue to do and do and do, but it's not who we are, eventually that is going to run out. We are pouring salt and fresh water in our own strength on our own time are we developing good behavior but the goal first and foremost should be to be good people broken people The wolf gospel is you trying to tame your own wolves and loving everybody else as they try to tame theirs. Their sin is not your business. Your judgment of their sin is more sin for you. That's your bad wolf. Check it. Whew. I already feel better. I might be able to move on and get some work done now. Me, me and the Lord, we wrestle. Like, our relationship is super transparent. I'm like, God, what are you doing? What do you mean by that? Are you sure? I mean, okay, but, and I go, but I am just a chapping all, all the way down. But I trust him. If we can't love people well, hurting people well, lost people well, you may be the very reason they don't make it into heaven because if God is what you have and you is how you respond they don't want that they want something different something extraordinary something that is noticeable and set aside for the glory of God. And you know, when you've come in contact with that kind of person, you know, and you're like, gosh, give me some of that. Where do I get that? Just like God told the woman at the well, what I have, you will never thirst again. And she wanted it. She desired it. She desired it so much that she left her bucket right there and ran off to tell other people about it. 
after a conversation or an encounter with you as a steward of Christ's gift to you, are people ready to set down the bucket and go do something different? Go tell somebody? Heavenly Father, we get it wrong. I get it wrong. This is one of those words where you kind of just have to sit in silence and sift the things that we have let creep into the thrones of our hearts. God, if it's not you first, if it's not love first, if we want to let our hurts and our disappointments and our anger point fingers at other sin, know that that's only more condemnation for us. Lord, I pray that we would sift through our emotions and we would replace them with your word. It is written. It is written. It is written. Just like you did when you were in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. Every lie he told, you responded with a biblical truth. But it is written that. God, I pray that we would be we would become more familiar with what is written and not what we feel. That we would set aside ourselves for you. That we would present ourselves in a way, that we would love others in a way, that if we met them in the heat of the day, we could give them something that they would desire so much that they forgot while they were there to begin with. If we want revival, we have got to understand redemption. Thank you, God, for making a way. To know you, to be convicted by you, to be stretched by you. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Love you guys. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe and meet us here again. Or head on over to Katie's website, messandmercy.com, to find more encouragement like free devotionals, Bible studies, and the blog. Thank you for tuning in to the Mess and Mercy podcast. We hope to see you again.